You're listening to the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. I am Mike Okendo, Mikey O. Now, everybody knows uh, that Mikey O uh, helped kick off this podcast back in 2016. Yeah. So thank you for that. I've always been grateful for that. Right? It's a long time for a podcast. Usually a podcast would be like, uh, yeah, yo voy a hacer un podcast unos cuantos meses, tres meses, cuidado. Yeah. But we're going on five years. Bro. Podcasts are like the dieters. You know, the people who say, I'm going to start a diet. And then all of a sudden, three months later, right. no hay dieta, no hay more gyms, no nothing, and there's no more podcasts. Because they find out how hard it is, That's right? exactly right. They're like, espérate, hold on, I got to keep this up? Yeah. You mean I can't eat yeah. cookies? Yeah. At all? No, que venga William Levy, he's saying, no, I could look like that. Igual con un podcast. They yeah. see a podcast, and eso lo hace cualquiera. Eso lo hace, ¿sabes qué? Yo le compré el equipo a mi hijo, y él puede hacer eso en el garaje. He can do that in a garage. Yeah, and they do it. Yeah. Twice. Yeah, that's it. Y ahí se queda. Ahí se acabó. Now, uh, you've been back for a few episodes, but I think you'll be interested to know that the last time you were on this podcast was episode 40. Wow. Yeah, when I was in Chicago, called the Reunited in Chicago. Bro, that was in 2017. Wow. I've done over 200 episodes. The last one you were on was episode 40. 40. And you're it. Well, this is the 223rd episode. Wow. Yeah. First of all, I got to tell you, I was kind of joking around, uh, uh, obviously, making fun of the people who start and stop podcasts. But I want to say that outside of the the ones that have been on the national world circuit, I don't think I know anybody that's made it this far. Crazy. And I'm not. And by the way, for those that are listening, I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying uh, Ellie went for the long haul here because I don't know anybody that's gone this long. And I've probably had 30, 40 comedians start one. Uh, and so kudos to you, El. Great job. Yeah. Now, I've heard that this podcast is great to listen to while you run. Really? Runners have told me that they'll put my podcast on and they'll just run. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that. I I um I don't run. Yeah, uh, I was saying this to maybe push you to maybe to, to exercise to you know listen to my podcast and while go I run. run. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't run. I mean, I um no, I actually no. Gracias, yo estoy bien. Tú sabes que I, no, I, you run. I, you I, just choose not to. Yeah, I can run. I yeah. can run. Uh, but maybe I'll listen to it. You know, when I'm on the plane. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, right that, before you fall asleep. Right before I fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. that's great for falling asleep. <laughs> Mindfulness Meditation 101. So tell me, what has quarantine life been like in Chicago? Yeah, so people who live in warm places, I've always been very jealous of them. What happens in the quarantine when you're in the city of Chicago is going outside for fresh air is not an option when 30 below weather. And it's not an option when there's 17 uh, inches of snow on the ground. And that's been, you know, th that happens, right? Uh, over the summer, uh, when the quarantine first happened, like everybody else, we were trying to figure it out, trying to get used to it. Luckily for us, one of my venues, Joe's on Weed in Chicago, one of the venues that we work at uh, had outdoor space. And so we went to the city and we went to the owners and we figured out what was the protocol and what was going to keep people safe. And we started doing rooftop shows and um, we got a great response from that. People were happy to be able to go out and, and see a show on a rooftop. Yeah, you were doing shows basically in the middle of the pandemic. In the middle of the pandemic. June, July, August, and September. We stopped October 1st per the city. So that's why the city had that surge. Was because no, of not because of me. No. Yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> no, it was. not at all. The city asked not. you to shut it down. They went, no. you know what? We Our numbers were doing no. great. Listen, the inspectors would come by the show. Twice we got inspectors and twice they said, yo, I wish you would write your model out and give it to the rest of these places. Here's what we would tell people. We're here for two reasons. 
We are here to entertain you and to employ the busboys, the waiters, the sound people, the lighting people, the bartenders, employ those folks. And if you do what you told and we're supposed to do, then we can stay open. There are a lot of people who, Ellie, were just non-compliant. There were, we had people at our shows, a couple of shows, that said, I'm in America. I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to be told what to do. And we would be like, okay, are you done with your speech? Yeah, okay, here's your $20 back. Have a good night. Yeah, get out. Get out. Okay? Life's too short, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, and especially in a pandemic. If a pandemic can't bring you together as a people... Yeah. Like, then what hope do we have? What hope do we have is right. If you're talking about, no, I don't have to wear a mask, then you know you, you almost want to tell those same people, then why do you wear a seatbelt? Yeah. You're putting it on not just to save you, but yeah. to save others, right? Well, then just don't wear the seatbelt. No, no, I do it because it's the law. Okay, then. So if wearing a mask was the law, you'd do it? Is that what it takes? Because yeah. even then you'd violate it. We've become so politicized. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've become so divided that we can't even agree on a mask, no. man. Oh, I'm bobo. Freak out, yo. Now, if you had not been allowed to do those few shows in the middle of, of the pandemic, yeah, did you have a plan? Like, uh, come to my house. I'll do a temperature check at the door. We'll do a, 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 sh a comedy show in oh, my living room. We were, we were looking. You know, we were trying to come up with any kind of a situation. At this point, as you know, because I know if it bothered me, it had to bother you as a creative. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, you could sit here and you can write a beautiful show. But at the end of the day, and I think that you and I come from a time when we made no money, yeah. no money at all. And mm -hmm. so we were entertainers. We were true entertainers. We wanted to put this in front of people. We wanted to show the people la loqueria que nos inventamos. And so, yeah, it was important to to have an audience and, and important to try to figure out how we're going to reach them. That's why the Zoom virtual yeah. concept helped. Yeah. But it comes with a drawback, being, right? Because, yep. yeah, you're reaching people. Yeah. Um, but it's very difficult to get that energy back. Yep. Right. So yep. it's not impossible. One of my pet peeves is when comedians complain and I've had this happen. I don't yeah. know if you if you've experienced this where they will complain in a Zoom show, in a virtual show to the audience. Yeah. That it's difficult for them to do their job because it's done virtually. So they're, they're asking the audience to please react and, and please clap and please laugh so that I can get that energy so that I can do my show. And that that upsets me, right? Because you should be able to do your show, period, mm -hmm. without any feedback. Mm -hmm. I think we've gotten spoiled, yeah. right? So the virtual kind of concept of it came with that drawback that said to the comedian, hey, yeah. You got to bring it. Don't lean on the audience. You know, hey, so where are you from? You know, what do you do for a living? Right. You can't do that. You've got to bring it. And that requires a lot of energy and a lot of effort. And a lot of comedians just not only did not want to do it, they were telling the audience yeah. that they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to do it. And sure. it's sure. like, you know, I mean, it's it's a blessing, though. It is a blessing. It's a gift that we're able to at least do it virtually. But if you're going to do it virtually, hello. Yeah. Go all out. Don't go, you know why? I'm doing this, but it's difficult. I'm going to need your help, okay? Because there's somebody on the other side, Maria or, or Juan, who's going to be like, adios, mira este. Yeah. Your job is to bring life to that living room, not to add sorrow to the living room. We know their situation, but you know what? Nothing's ever driven me more crazy than to have a performer say to me, there was something wrong with the audience tonight. That uh, drives uh, me nuts. Uh, what's wrong with them, huh? Yeah, what's wrong with the audience? Yeah. You mean 355 people got it wrong? Yeah. 
who just finished yes. laughing a yes. ton with the comedian before, before. you. Before. There was something, yeah. Uh -huh. oh, but now, was, you know. okay, now there's something yeah. wrong. Because, mira que, what happened yeah. with that, man? No, what happened yeah. with you? And that's how comedians fail to improve because they don't see it as a reflection of the work. They see it as a reflection of the audience. Yeah. And they go, I know, I'm just going to, I'm going to yeah. throw this one away. Yeah. No, learn from it. Yeah, learn from it. Exactly learn from right. it. Yeah. Do you remember, I wrote about this in the, uh, in the book. That, that I'm writing and it was painful to recall it enough to write it a set that I did at the Olive oh yeah you remember that yeah man it was uh, a group of us yeah right we went out I think it was in the south side south side deep south side of the yes. city of Chicago and for those of you that know Chicago it was in the uh, steel mill area so this was early on in my career, right? And it was a long trip. And it was me with with a lot of conventional type of stand-ups. Mm -hmm. and, and back then, I had only really done Made in Puerto Rico, which is more of a one-man show, less stand-up, more performing, right? More more theatrical. And I thought, you know, for this one, I'm going to try the, the stand-up thing, you know? And I'm going to talk about what I think is funny. So I went in with a set. I don't remember much of it, but it was about my, like, my sneakers and just, you know, random stuff. And I think I was like the third comedian up. And it was, you know, the the room was warming up. First guy, okay. Second guy, better laughs, bro. I got up there and it was brutal. I could hear things that I should not hear. I could hear stuff going on outside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like it was the longest 12 minutes. Like I'm talking, but inside my head, like regretting having done everything in my life leading up to that point. And I finished and I think they were clapping more for like you. Because you were coming back up to introduce yeah. the next guy. And I walked off, man, and I spoke to a more kind of a veteran comedian that night, the guy that was headlining. I didn't have to say nothing. He just, you know, kind of stood next to me and he was like, how you doing, man? And, you know, you play it off. You're like, ah, you know, I just, uh, you know, I just, I think I just need something to drink. Maybe a seven up. You got a seven up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he goes, uh, don't dwell on it too much, which of course is exactly what I did. Sure. Right? I wanted to dwell on it. I didn't want you to talk to me about it. I wanted to just sulk in it. Sure. And the worst part of the night was not that I bombed. The worst part of the night was that you made us have to do a meet and greet. Yeah. So after the show, we all had to line up as everybody was exiting to shake people's hands. Mm -hmm. So I had to stand there while they went, oh, great job. Oh, you were so funny. Oh, you, you are my favorite. And then they get to me and they'd be like, yeah, well, you know, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not it's not easy. So then I had to endure the ride back, like everybody talking about, oh my God, how great the audience was. You know, I was on fire. And then there was me. I was the ice bucket. You know what I mean? It's funny because I've had a thousand of those rides back from a show. And riding back with those comics, and there's a comic in the car that did not do that well. You know, I'm okay with that guy. I've always been okay with that guy, unless that guy is this guy who doesn't understand what happened. So let's replay that. Yeah. Okay, let's get in that car. Yeah. You'll be the one comedian uh, who did not do well. Yeah. Uh, but it's the one comedian you're worried about because the yeah. one comedian who doesn't do well, who's sitting in that car like, I can't wait to get back there because I'm going to I'm gonna be better. That guy you don't worry about. Right. What you worry about is this guy. This guy right uh, here. Here we go, here we go. Hey, what a great show, huh? Except, uh, Mikey, you didn't do too well tonight. Bro, that audience, Olvídate, that audience was, they were terrible, man. That audience is like, they don't know comedy. They don't know anything about comedy. Well, wait a minute. They were fire for all five of us. Nah, 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 nah. nah. They, they, they just don't know comedy. They don't know comedy, number one. They don't know comedy that well. They don't know my style. See, I got a unique style. Ah, what, and to, what style is that? My style. It's like a bombing style? No, no, no. Listen, when I go into a show, uh -huh. right? First of all, did you see all the women, the women that were just checking me out? Did you but, see that? I don't know if they were checking 
checking you out, but they looked really mad when you were on stage. Trust did you me, see, did you I see know the way my they, audience. Did you see the way they were throwing themselves at every other comedian? And then when you came on stage, they, everybody like was really motionless. Like nobody was moving. No, nobody man. was laughing. No, you, you, you read that wrong. You read that wrong. See, that's why nobody likes working with you. That's oh. why nobody likes working with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's why, that's why, see, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's why I like to work by myself. Ah. Usually I do shows by myself, but you know what? The order was number. One, I tell you everything was wrong with the show. Number okay. one, who puts on a show at seven thirty? The show should have been at seven forty. Ah, number one, those ten minutes. Those ten minutes make a big difference. Number two, uh -huh. who books a show on the south side? Anything south of Twenty Second Street shouldn't happen. That's number two. And why is that exactly? Well, because there's a, just a different type of people out there. What kind of people? Esos son gente que no sabe nada de comedia. No se ríen. No se ríen. Oh, I see. So anything south of Twenty Second Street, there's no humor. They don't know how to laugh. Oh, okay, they, they don't, don't, don't like laugh. comedy. No, Got they don't. It. They don't like comedy. Now, when you say they don't like comedy but all the all the rest of us so they weren't laughing like nah, we thought they were laughing you guys don't be fooled by that don't uh, don't let that canned laughter get to you oh they were faking yeah. it for us and They're, with you they weren't faking it they were being legit like i said i know comedy and that audience knows nothing okay okay <laughs> let me tell you something i don't want to do this show again well, well hold on before you before you quit completely from doing the show what else was wrong with the show besides starting 10 minutes too early and being too south of 22nd street yeah well the other thing too is you know the order the way that they put me in the order i'm a closer Ooh. so in comedy right there's first guy the second guy the third guy and then the closer Ooh, yeah i'm a closer i should never have to go second well you almost closed the show going second people wanted to go home so you, you you're right. You well, almost closed it. Well, no, but I'm a closer. I just want you know. I mean, I'm a closer, and um, you know, usually my audience, they're basically my audience is basically a dedicated audience to my style. Oh, I see. So that's why I get booked in a lot of rooms where they like my style. Like a lot of rooms that just they're not looking to laugh. They're yeah, they're just not. Look, they're just looking to sit there and watch somebody. That's your kind of audience. No, my audience will be at the. You know what? One time I did a show in Puerto Rico. Uh, oh, in Fajardo. Puerto, what? Yep. In Fajardo and um, how many people? We had thirteen people. Thirteen. Thirteen okay. people. Bro. So it was sold out. It was sold out. Yeah, I mean, it was in a okay. So in yeah. la casa, tú hiciste la marquesina de tu casa. En la casa de mami. Okay, en la casa. Yeah. So tell me about yeah. the show in la casa de mami. That's great. what you should have started. Because that with. audience loved me. See what I'm saying? They understood where I was coming from because I family. had a lot of jokes about Fajardo. I had a lot of jokes about um, tu tía, who was in the who audience. Was in the audience, right? So okay, yeah. so you you kill in front of your family. Yeah. yeah. In La Marquesina de Fajardo. Yeah. Outside of that, uh, you're going to bomb. Yeah. My favorite comedian is he's in the car. And in the car, he feels bad. Mm -hmm. And I know he feels bad. So what do I say to him? Everybody was new once, and you can't hit a home run every night. Mm -hmm. It happens. It's no big deal. But what I love seeing right now, I love seeing your pen on the paper going over that joke. That guy's working on his craft. Mm -hmm. He's not in the car talking about Chacho esta noche, tremendo show, high five, bro. We killed it. We yeah. we rocked that house. Yeah. No, Papa, they rocked the house. You still have work to do. But if that guy's humble and that guy is acknowledging the fact that he needs to do some work, I love that guy. I've never felt comfortable around comedians who summarize the night like that. I slayed it. I destroyed the yeah. room. I the killed room. it. I can't get myself to ever say that. You know, you got to be humble about it. If you did that well, it's really a combination of factors, right? So it was the night. Uh, if there were other comedians on, it was partly due to the other comedians, yeah. uh, the host, whatever it is. Whatever came together to give you that special night, be humble and accept it. But when one comedian, especially in a lineup of multiple comedians, comes out and goes, yo, I destroyed. You know what I mean? What kind of image do you have of yourself that you have to come off telling people how you did like that? 
ultimately it's up to the audience. Right. What most people don't know, and I tell the comedians all the time, I don't live backstage. I live in the audience. Right. My ear is on that audience. I don't have to see the comic. I'm listening to that audience. And that audience, there's no oxygen left in the theater. I don't need anybody to tell me how you did. I heard the audience. Ultimately, we're there for the audience. But if you're up there, one minute, two minutes goes by. You got to laugh at minute three. You got to laugh at minute six. You got to laugh at minute eight. And then your closer was a hit because that's really what you what you scored on. You did okay. It's okay to have that night. Don't come in the green room and ask me, how did I do? Yeah. How did you do? How do you think you did? They weren't laughing. Right. Nobody was laughing. Listen, I'm an amazing chef. I made these 17 dishes. How did I do? I don't know. Right. Because every plate is full still. Ni lo tocaron. Right. You know, if you did well, you know. Absolutely. If you did well, yeah. no one would ever say, how did I do? Yeah. Right. If you didn't do well, you want to feel better about how yeah. you did. Right. In other words, if you look great, right? if you know you look great. And you come out of your room dressed great, yeah. you're not gonna be like, hey, how do I look? How do I look? You're gonna be like waiting for the compliments because you know you look good. Yeah. But if you come out going, how do I look? That's already reflecting insecurity. And I know one of your pet peeves is people get off stage all the time. They don't even get a, a a glass of water. They're just straight up to, hey, Mike, so how, how do I do? I don't know, Sangano. I mean, you were just on stage. You how, tell how me. Do you, how do you think you did? Freak out, yo. Watch this. All Grown Up is my all-new one-man show coming to Zoom April 24th at 8 p.m. It's for the whole family, and it's going to be a lot of fun. For tickets and info, go to ellicastro.com. Gracias, mi gente, and see you soon. Yeah, there, there have been shows where the audience is on, on such a high. Yeah. Where we're just like, we're just going to ride this out. It's just going to be amazing and with very minimal effort. Yeah. And there's been shows where I have to work my butt off every minute and, I, and i've told you sometimes yeah. during intermission i'm like this is work yeah and yet the responses after the show are usually stronger for the quiet shows than they are for the fire shows yeah. right so that's why you know you learn over time to really not depend or rely on the audience so much and on the reactions because they come and go right but to rely on the on your delivery on your commitment and that's where you know going back to the virtual shows it's, it's a reminder of that yeah. you know this is about your craft this is about your content don't don't worry about the audience they're yeah. there now what are you gonna do that's right what, what are you gonna you, bring? what did you bring yeah and let me tell you this let's just go through this together that the audience did what they got a saturday night off they got a babysitter they bought an outfit, right? They had a really special dinner before or they're going to one after the show. It's a big night. I mean, they really prepped. If you're an entertainer and you didn't prep equally, shame on you because tonight is a really special night for them. And they also found it within their budget to buy a ticket to come see you. Yeah. You got to walk out with the big boy bet. For those of you who maybe wondered why sometimes you see me on stage for a minute, sometimes you see me on stage for seven minutes, is my job is to basically give the welcoming, but just kind of set the calm, set the tone for Ellie as he's coming out or any comedian. Sometimes I'll do that for a minute and say to Ellie, there's nothing I can do. They are ready and let's hit it. Well, why? Because it's their night. We look at it as, oh, Ellie, you've got a big night tonight. You've got a show. No, it's a big night for the 417 people who bought a ticket. Well, when you say that, it reminds me of an interesting story regarding Emily. Right? When you say about, you know, it's a big night for the audience. Well, you do know that Emily went to two of my shows with a date. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she went with two different dates to two of my shows. Oops. <laughs> 
So, yeah, it, it was a big night, I guess, but uh, I ended up the winner. Yeah, you did, <laughs> you did end up the winner. <laughs> you did end up the winner. Absolutely, man. So you know that my go-to dessert is what? A chocolate chip cookie. Right. Yeah. That's it. Chocolate yeah. chip cookie. I am a chocolate chip cookie connoisseur. Absolutely. Right? You can't mess with nope. me. I know them inside out. I can rank them. Yep. Okay. And you know that my favorite chocolate chip cookie is the bakery up north in Armonk, New York. That's exactly right. They're Westchester County. Amazing, amazing cookies. And, and and you know that that's my that's my spot. That's my go-to. Your favorite mm-hmm. go-to dessert is? Flan. You are a flan connoisseur. Absolutely. Please tell the audience, what makes a good flan? A good flan should not taste like an omelet. Sometimes you eat some flan <laughs> and it's got, they made it with so much egg, right? Right. You can taste the egg. I'm one of those people. I can pick up the egg right away. So you don't want a quiche. No, you don't want a quiche. It's right. not a quiche and it's not an omelet. Here's a good way to tell good flan. Look at the flan and if you see pockets, those little air pockets that are all over the place, okay? Lo sacaron muy temprano and then they didn't let it cool. So you want it perfectly smooth. I want it perfectly smooth. I want it to, I mean, smooth, beautiful, like a painting. Like silk. Like silk and that is a good flan and the texture it should have a nice firm creamy texture if there's such a thing as opposed to falling apart remember flan is not jello right you don't want it wobbly no and the other thing too is i like flan but i'm not a big flan of pistachio flan flan de fresa flan de esto flan de aquello now the toppings you can mess with the toppings a little bit and i'm okay with that but recently i had this flan de palcha that was it reminded you of one of those sweet and sour candies you know what i'm talking about Ooh. and there was no value to that flan at all right but somehow or another, the restaurant was charging $8 a slice, and they only had one slice left, so maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I've had a lot of flan. Right. Six countries, 29 states. Casa Yari still is the most creative in Chicago. Tienen flan de maduro, which is amazing. But I will say that if I was going to kick one of their flans off of the menu, it would be el flan de gandule. No. Yeah, flan de gandule. However, what happens, again, it's a matter of taste. People love it. They have no. flan de aguacate. People love it. I can do without I, the aguacate. I don't even see how that's appetizing. Yeah. Flan de gandule is not appetizing to me in the least. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what it would take for you to sit there and go, you know, we got flan de queso. Yeah. We got flan de coco, pero you know what would really knock everybody's socks off? See this candule right here? Yeah. What if we just made it a dessert? No, I barely like it in arroz con gandule. I like my arroz con gandule with minimal gandule. Oh, so you like arroz sin gandule? No, I like arroz con barely any gandules. Yeah, con dos o tres gandules. Yeah, because arroz, arroz sin gandule, arroz. Yeah, arroz, yeah, yeah, arroz con, you know, unos cuantos gandule. I can't do this whole lots of gandules because then I'm the one picking them out. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not trying to eat gandules con arroz. Ahora en Puerto Rico, en un lugar en Puerto Rico que se llama El Nuevo Almacén, I had flan de queso de cabra. Go cheese flan. And I'm going to tell you, brother, that was beautiful. But can I just tell you that it sounds more appetizing in English than in Spanish? Yeah, go cheese flan, yeah. Queso flan, de cabra. Queso de cabra. Quiebre. Yeah. Quiero un candido? No. Oh, yeah. yeah, you have to. It sounds angry. Yeah. Tú... <laughs> Like you can't go to a, like, a, yeah, you can't go to like a, a, a like a fine dining restaurant yeah. and be like, ¿Qué hay de postre? Yeah. Queso de cabra. Queso it just cabra. it yeah. just sounds rough. Yeah. Have you tried a flung that was so bad you couldn't finish it? Because the thing with you is, it's bad, but you still eat it. I still eat it. Well, you know why? Porque la cosa no se botan. See, but that's where you and I differ because yeah. if something's bad, yeah. right? You don't you mess know, with it. I just go, it's bad. 
Yeah. You know, I, I, my body's like, no te atreva. I'm rejecting it. Yeah, my body's like, stop, because yeah. we, we're, not, we're not gonna process it. Pero you, you're nice. You know what I mean? You're like, you know, está malo, pero you know, me lo yeah. voy a comer, pero yeah. que no te engañe, because yeah. me lo estoy comiendo, pero no quiero que te engañe, yeah. because yeah. está malo. No lo hagas otra vez. Ajá, me lo ese, estoy comiendo. Ese flan lo hizo mami, pues mami no sabía cocinar tampoco. <laughs> pues dile a tu mamá que no lo haga otra no, vez. Dile a tu mamá que gracias y bendición, pero que no lo haga más. Let me ask you this. You're in Orlando. Where in Orlando is the good chocolate chip cookie? There is one place on social media that raves to have the best cookie in Florida. But really, when we went there, what it is, it's a muffin. Ah. It, it's a muffin filled with chocolate chips. So it's like a piece of cake. It's not a cookie. Yeah. So for if I wanted a great chocolate chip cookie, I literally have to have it shipped in, either from New York or Texas, this place in uh, in Austin, Texas. And you, you know, put it in the oven, and it's amazing. But if you give me a chocolate chip cookie, right, I can tell right away from the outside if it's going to be good. And I usually don't try it. Like you, you know, you're more adventurous. Yeah. But if I try it and it's as bad as I think it was, that's it. Ahí se queda. But you will eat the whole flan. Has there been any flan you just say, I can't even finish it? I don't think so. You know how I know you're like that? Yeah. From that time we went to that lady's house in Connecticut before oh, one of our shows. Oh, with los tostones de chancleta. Los tostones de chancleta. Remember that? Yeah. And you ate them, bro. Yeah, yeah. I took one bite and yeah. I went, I can't, there's no yeah. way. Yeah. Y tú te los comiste. Es que me da pena. I, I just feel bad. You nah, invite bro. me over for dinner. I mean, you know how many times I've had a choke on a... Listen, I, I'm a tostone guy too, okay? I just put a post about it the other day. Tostones should not bend. Listen, if you go to a restaurant and the tostón bends like a chancla, just keep that in mind. If they don't crunch, but they bend like an old chancla, that's not a tostone. They Tost should snap. They should snap. They should snap. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's the way it should sound. This lady brought out tostones, bro, and yeah. they were rubbery. Yeah, they were they, rubbery. And you must have eaten, I don't know how many, but you know how many bottles of Malta I drank that night? Oh, my God, I remember that. Yo me llené. Oh my I was God. like, no, no puedo más, que oh. you got another bottle of Malta oh, que estoy lleno. You got oh another my. bottle of Malta? That was rough. Bro, it, oh, you saw my plate was that like that crescent moon yeah. shape of the yeah. toton, just that one bite. And I was like, no, fíjate, es que I don't like to eat before I, I my shows. You know, the truth yeah. was, I don't like to eat tostones hechos de chancleta. The, before the my shows. Vieja, yeah. What do you do? I mean, what's the proper etiquette? Do you excuse yourself? Do you not eat? I don't know. And I guess in a restaurant, I'm more cocky because I'm paying for it. Lo dejo ahí, I'm done. But, you know, if you're at somebody's home, it's very different, you know? Right, because la señora, yeah. and she's standing over yeah. you like this. Yeah. Mira, manqui. Dale, ma. Mira, te gustó. Te hice unos tostones. Eh, lo hice el año pasado, pero yo lo puse en el microondas. Te gusta. No. And then she sees you eating yeah. them, and she's like, yeah. ah, pero si Mikey le gusta. Traile más, traile más, traile más. No le gustó no. mucho. Mira, traile el flan ese, no. eh, 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 el flan de queso de cabra de, yeah. del año pasado también, te lo vamos a calentar. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. I'm Mike Oquendo, Mikey O. For more information on my upcoming shows, Miente, including my virtual one-man show, All Grown Up, coming April 24th, go to EllieCastro.com, and you can follow me on social media under Ellie Castro Comedy. And Mikey O Show for information on comedy shows coming up. We got a great, great lineup coming up in April and May in Chicago. So if you're in the area, all right, check it out, Mikey O Show. Stop by and say hi. And don't forget to leave us a review. Love those five-star reviews. Remember, mi gente, life is so much better when you're laughing. Hasta la próxima. Nos vemos pronto.